You are listening to the Salty Witches Podcast. This is Mike, and first I'd like to explain that we did have a guest scheduled for this week's episode, and unfortunately, due to a winter storm emergency, uh, they will be unable to join us for our our weekly episode recording. Um, We are going to go ahead and reschedule that guest to February because we still very much want to speak with them. Um, But today, uh, since we we didn't really have uh, anything really to fall back on, uh, today I thought instead I would uh, lead you through a very brief exercise and uh, maybe even talk a little bit about a couple of the things that I've noticed have popped up here around the shop in recent days. Um, Sadly, Austin is uh, not in the shop today, so you're you're just dealing with me at the moment. Um, So today I'm going to be leading you through an exercise uh, that is ideally meant to help with uh, mental focus, Uh, It can help us to raise energy. This is actually a good exercise to do if we're feeling, um, if we're feeling, say, like a little rundown, or if we need to maybe raise energy for some other sort of spiritual work. And um, I've actually found this exercise to be helpful in certain cases um, for people who are dealing with uh, certain types of emotional and mental health issues, people who um, tend to be depressive or, you know, who have down days. Um, This time of year, a lot of people are dealing with seasonal affective disorder. Um, This is an exercise I think that's really beneficial or can really help to kind of balance out some of those things. Um, Having said that, I do, again, want to make uh, it very clear, as we always do when we talk about any kind of healing work or therapeutic work, uh, that this exercise is not meant, it should not be used as a substitute for traditional medical care, right? If you uh, are someone who's dealing with depression, please, please do make an appointment to go and speak to someone about that, okay? Uh, But I'm going to be uh, working, or we, I should say, are going to be working very closely with the element of fire for this one. Um, A few weeks ago, uh, if you listen to the podcast regularly, you will recall that Austin shared an episode uh, where he talked or led everyone through a grounding exercise. Uh, What we're doing today is kind of the opposite of that exercise in that it, again, is kind of meant to raise energy or to kind of amp us up rather than to kind of ground us or, or kind of take us down. Okay. Um, because of the way that this exercise can affect us mentally and physically, I'm going to recommend that you don't do this before bedtime because it, um, for a number of people, it has uh, created issues with, with sleep. It has made getting to sleep very difficult. Okay. Um, so before we dive into the exercise, I want to say first that um, we need to, when we're doing any kind of working like this, we need to do what we can to prepare what I like to call a sanctuary space. Um And really what this is, is this is just a space that is ideal in helping us to be able to access uh, the different parts of our being that we may want to when we are doing any kind of spiritual or energetic work. And sanctuary spaces are going to be different every time. They're going to be different for every person. And, um, And they need to be because that's the nature of spiritual work. Um, Having said that, okay, um, the sanctuary space that we will need for this particular exercise, we need a quiet and a darkened room, okay? So ideally, you're going to be doing this alone in a room that you have tried to make as quiet as possible. And uh, obviously, once you're settled, you're going to be turning off the lights, okay? I understand that we 
all live lives now and we live in a world where uh you know whether it be noisy relationship partners or children other members of family um our animal family members noisy neighbors you know there are lots of things that can get in the way of being able to create a sanctuary space um but i want you to try to do your best okay um and uh, as you are doing this work as you are uh for whatever working it may be uh, as you are taking the time to prepare a sanctuary space um i want you to remember that the preparation that doing that that is that is an, a ritual that is a ritual process and that in doing this you're not only um navigating a ritual for the preparation of the space but that ritual also serves to prepare you as well Okay, so remember that um, this work and preparing for this kind of working uh, or this kind of an exercise is just as much about preparing yourself for the good that is to be done, right? All right. As I mentioned, you will need a dark, quiet room. Okay? You are also going to need a candle that will give you at least 15 minutes of light. Remember to always be safe when you're working with candles and fire and place your candle in a proper holder. Okay. Uh, at that point, you'll want to place the candle in its holder on a table or some other sort of flat, secure surface. And uh, the thing to really remember here, regardless of where you may place the candle in your in the room that you're using, is um, you really you just need to be able to clearly see the candle once it's been lit. Okay, make sure that you have a direct line of sight to the flame of the candle as it burns. Now, once your candle is in place, you have dimmed the lights in this room. I want you to then uh, sit as comfortably as you can a few feet away from the candle. And when you first sit, I want you to actually take a moment and I want you to kind of adjust and shift. And again, I want to, uh, you know, again, specify that physical comfort when you're doing this kind of an exercise is an important thing. If you are not physically comfortable, if you are, are experiencing pain of some sort, it's going to be much harder for you to be able to focus on the exercise itself. So do what you can to try to sit as comfortably as possible. I'm not sure that I recommend that you really lay down for this exercise, um, just because that for a lot of people can defeat the purpose to be honest of an exercise like this particularly if you are doing this and you're already very tired we don't want you to fall asleep before you even get started right um but you're sitting in a quiet and a dark room and just a few feet away you have the glow of your burning candle now i want you to focus your eyes on the candle's flame you just need to watch you just need to watch the flame focus on that small fire as it flickers and burns your mind will wander and that's okay let your mind wander just watch the flame focus on the flame after a few moments once your vision has adjusted you may start to see a corona of light around that candle flame, a soft glow. We know that the light coming from that flame is a source of energy and that light as an energy moves around us all the time. Our physical vision would not work otherwise. If the corona of light isn't clear, you can try squinting your eyes a bit or relaxing your vision allow your vision to blur or shift just a bit so that you can see 
the light energy coming from that fire. This energy is what we'll be we will be taking into ourselves to raise, to amp up our own power. Now I want you to take a deep breath in. Fill your lungs and extend your diaphragm. Deep belly breath is what we want for this exercise. Now exhale and repeat. A well-oxygenated body is a powerful body. On your next breath in, I want you to keep your eyes on the candle flame. And as you inhale, I want you to see that corona of light coming from that little fire, shining across the space of the room and merging with the air you breathe. As you inhale, you breathe in not only air, but also fire and light. Exhale, and then take another deep breath in. Air, fire, and light moving into your body as your lungs expand. After you've done this a few times, you may notice a slight tingling throughout your body. There may even be a comfortable pressure growing in the center of your chest. This is your physical body reacting to the energy that you are taking in and your heart center stirring. Continue this process, deep belly breath, taking in air, fire, and light. And as your lungs expand, you feel your chest, your heart center also expand. That energy moves from that space out and down, up and around. to feel your entire being.
remember to keep your eyes on the candle flame. On your next breath in, feel the energy moving around and in your body. Send that energy upward, rising up from your chest, up through your neck, to settle in the center of your head. Visualize, sense, feel the elements rising up through you to charge that space of higher reasoning and awareness. Exhale and repeat. Breathing in, elemental energy moving not only into our chest or heart center, but up, up into that space in the center of our heads. After a few moments, you may also start to notice your body temperature rising. This is to be expected whenever we do breath work and certainly when we work with the element of fire. This is a sign of rising power within your body. This is a good thing. Once you notice this rise in temperature, take two or three more deep breaths in and out. And then allow yourself to rest. Close your eyes. Allow yourself to feel what is going on in this moment, only right now matters. Pay attention to the sensations in your body. Pay attention to your thoughts, the way you feel, your mood and emotions. When you are ready, open your eyes. You may feel, as you finish this exercise, a sense of lightness. 
over your entire body. You should also feel a heightened sense of awareness. And these feelings, this lightness and heightened sense of awareness will stay with you for a time, depending on what the day holds. up, turn on the lights, blow out your candle, and maybe set it somewhere safe to use the next time maybe that you need to do this exercise. And hopefully this will be something that will support your personal spiritual practice. Um, this is again, it's very simple. It doesn't take a lot of time. It doesn't take a lot of money and uh, pretty, pretty accessible, I think, for pretty much anyone. And, uh, and really, to be honest, you can do this as, as often as you like, you know, as long as you have a candle, right? And a little bit of time. Um, but hopefully this will prove to be something that will help uh, in, in whatever else it is that you may be doing for yourself in a spiritual practice. Okay? But thank you so much for letting me kind of lead you through that simple exercise. I know it's certainly one that I have found helpful over the years when I've had moments where I've needed a little bit of an energetic pick-me-up or I needed to, to maybe clear my focus a bit. Something else that I wanted to discuss on this mini episode was an interaction that uh, one of our practitioners had in the store just within the last day or so. Um, young woman came in for a reading, and I don't know the details of her reading, uh, but based on personal conversation I also had with her while uh, she was in the store, she seemed to be basing a lot of her uh, not only spiritual practice but also her just her just the way she was in general just living her life off the belief that she was merely an avatar that her physical being and indeed everything else that was going on in this life was in essence just the result of or or was really in essence kind of just the manifestation we'll say of a some other spiritual power somewhere else you know um and i i guess really i'm trying trying to explain this it's not as if she was claiming to be some other spirit she was still who she is right she is herself but the idea that she is uh, a spirit or an intelligence that lives on a different realm and uh it is you know through the uh manipulations of that spiritual intelligence that her physical being in this realm exists and and lives right and to tack on to uh, an episode that we did i believe just last week on spiritual psychosis this philosophy this belief that you are just uh, an an animated you know like like puppet or or an avatar you know or whatever the word may possibly be right um this is the perfect example of spiritual psychosis and i've heard this belief this this idea before that we are all just avatars you know uh, kind of being uh you know manipulated or having our strings pulled by our true being our, our true sentience our true intelligence somewhere else that you know exists on another realm right um i've heard this before i've heard this in a few other spaces and um this is again a an agenda an idea that is being pushed heavily by a lot of people within the new age slash light worker community um and i'm going to say right now that it's it's bullshit you are not an avatar 
And in addressing that, in, in, in calling that bullshit, I'm basing that off of years and years and years of metaphysical research and initiation. I'm also basing that off of just the way that I and the other practitioners here in our space read energy. Um, there is not a single person that comes into our space that is a puppet. There is not a single person that comes into our space that is, I would say, and this is difficult to describe or explain if you've never had a moment like this or you've never interacted with someone in a particular way, if you don't see these energies perhaps. Um, but there's not a single person that comes or has come in through to our, our business, into our space here over the years that we've been open that has been empty or detached in a, the way that you would really need to be if you were merely just an avatar to another spiritual consciousness. Um, you are your spiritual consciousness. On a metaphysical level, on a, a purely scientific level, we understand that each of us is, in essence, just a, a collection of energy, right? We are all just our own little bit of energy, our own, uh, you know, mix of, of, you know, particles, atoms, molecules, right? Um, and that we're all just, just little, little blobs of energy, um, kind of set to a very particular frequency or vibration, right? That's what makes us, us, right? Um, but in doing that, you know, in being that, that energy form, um, that is something that in essence, it, that does encompass, that does include consciousness. Um, you would not be who you are today. You would not have lived the life that you have lived. You would not have whatever if you were not a fully conscious and aware human being who is in absolute control of what you ultimately do in this life. Um, and when I say absolute control, that is in no way to to indicate that we don't you know, that we don't have accidents, that we don't go through things in this lifetime that are not, you know, part of some grand plan, because I don't know about you, but I've, I, I've learned a long time ago that there really is no grand plan. Um, if you believe that there is, and your life is kind of, kind of moving forward with that, that idea or that belief, then that's amazing. And I'm very happy to hear that. Hopefully that grand plan has proven to be kind, has proven to be a good plan for you. Um, but I, I've yet to see anything like that. And, uh, that, adds strength to the argument that I make that concepts like avatars, spiritual avatars are ridiculous, that it's, it's nonsense. It has to be, um, because you are already entirely who you will be, uh, not just in this lifetime, but really to be honest, probably in the next. And that is not to say that we don't evolve, but in the process of spiritual evolution, we are not evolving into something other than what we already are. What we are doing is we are reawakening or, um, more fully expanding into who we are in conscious ways because so much of our being is unconscious we are all of us so unaware i think in a lot of ways of the entirety of our being um so it's it's nonsense and um it also i think is uh something that is popular in the new age community and uh popular philosophy or beliefs spouted by light workers because they are amongst the first uh of spiritual practitioners, if you can even call them that, they are among the first who are so ready to disavow our physical spiritual world. 
they are also amongst the first to relinquish any degree of responsibility or accountability for this life, what happens, your actions, their actions, the consequences of actions. They, they, they are the first to refuse these things. Um, and if you lack responsibility and accountability in any sense, you are not living authentically. You are not integrating. You are not really ultimately being the entirety of your being. Um, and that's, that's, that's a shame. Um, we need those things, particularly in spiritual practice and in the way that we see our spiritual practice cross over into the mundane world that we all continue to, to live in, that we need to live in. Uh, because this world is important. This world is not an avatar any more than you are. Uh, this is a real place, and there are very real and very important things going on here. So uh, think on these things a bit. You know, if you agree with me in some of what I've been saying, wonderful. You know, and there really isn't much more point to elaborate, right? But um, but if not, if you're someone who has bought into these ideas on, uh, you know, spiritual avatars or this kind of detached or disconnected way of approaching your life, um, you know, differences in spirit, differences in realm, differences in consciousness, whatever you may want to call it. If you're someone who's bought into some of those beliefs, I really want you to kind of dig into that. I want you to dig in, dig into why, um, because that is spiritual bypass. Absolutely. And what ultimately results is spiritual psychosis, because it's very easy for you to say, oh, I'm just an avatar and everything that happens in this life is just what is meant to be. It's what is meant to happen to me, right? Which means I don't ever have to worry about making a good choice. I don't ever have to worry about being responsible for the choices I have made. I don't ever need to try harder or I don't ever need to try to learn. I don't ever need to, to seek out uh, new experience, good or bad. I don't need to do these things, right? Because I'm just a puppet. Um, you know, and if, if you can see a connection there, uh, even if you don't see a connection there, I, I want you to think about that as it would relate to your personal belief system. Because if you are operating with that as kind of your model for spirituality, um, you you don't really have a spiritual practice. You are a tourist. And uh, this to me is also unfortunately another one of the ways that I see the new age community um, really basically just kind of wholeheartedly stepping into and embracing their position as the, the new Christianity, because that is what they are. They are the new Christianity. The only other thing that really kind of hit my radar the, this week was uh, this continuing discussion, and it's a good one, on the this connection, this, a lot of people are calling it the, the pipeline, um, between, uh, again, new age spirituality and, um, and white supremacy. Um, so one of the other things I guess I want to talk about there is, um, once again, I was reminded this week by some interaction that I had with people on this idea that many New Agers have of, uh, you know, a, a a master race or a, um, you know, uh, I, I, I hear, I've heard so many things. And I guess to try to, to pare that down to something presentable here is that there is no one true pure race. There is no master race. There is no race of ascended souls. There is no race of star seeds. There is none of these things re are, are real. These things all exist. These things all originated in uh, what would have been the white supremacist uh, beliefs, occult beliefs of, well, lots of different groups, to be honest, but it's all rooted in white supremacist theory and ideology. Um, 
there is no Aryan race. There is nothing like that that is somehow going to hold or has a stronger connection to divinity uh, or spiritual power. It's it's garbage. It's garbage. It's science fiction, and it's not even good science fiction. And we we have a lot of things historically, archaeologically. Um, just our science has confirmed that there there is no such thing as was one master race that that did not exist, does not exist, um, and that does not exist in our spiritual practice either. Um, if that were indeed the case, then. I, that would raise a lot of questions, I think, as it would pertain to many of the other kinds of spirits that we find ourselves dealing with, right? Because there is a spectrum of other spiritual intelligences out there, and many of whom have never been human, um, you know, and I don't know, it's just, it's just the oddest thing to consider, and I, I continue to be amazed at how often that belief pops up, how often that is something that people are so willing to take into their own um yeah their own practice so i don't know just something else to be aware of i think and um i think a conversation again that we need to keep having because wherever issues of white supremacy uh racism any kind of bigotry any kind of ism or intolerance whenever those things pop up within our spiritual communities we need to react immediately to stamp those things out we need to make sure that we close those people out of the spiritual community because they're not going to change they're not um, and if we allow them to linger, they're just going to harm people within the community and people who are seeking community. So I think that's all I've got. Um, and again, those of you who, who tune, for the, tune in for this episode, this mini episode, I, hopefully you enjoyed the energy work. And um, if, if you know anything that I've said in the last few moments of this mini ep, um, you know, has stirred thought or an idea or even disagreement in you, send us a comment. Let us know. You can contact us through the podcast. You can contact us through social media on Instagram. And if you still use it, Facebook, um, send us an email to the salty witches podcast at gmail.com. And, uh, we will, we will respond. We will get back to you and let you know, um, what we feel. And, and, uh, yeah. So give us your questions, give us your comments. We'd love to hear that feedback. Um, if you like the podcast, maybe not this episode specifically, but if you like the podcast in, in, in its entirety, consider giving us a rating on any of the streaming services that you listen to. That, that really does help us to continue to do what we, uh, what we are trying to do, which is, again, to provide reliable information to combat the uh, majority of the misinformation that is so prevalent out there. Um, but that's going to be it for me this week. I hope uh, that you all have lovely days ahead of you. And Austin and I will be back next week um, with uh, another another episode, another full episode for you. Okay? Um, on what? I'm not quite sure, but we will figure it out. Okay? Thank you so much for listening, as always. Have a good day.